Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. Today we're opening a quote from an expert in today's topic. All my life, I have avoided Europe and its multitudes of terribleness. But it turns out, much to my surprise, there is actually one place in Europe that is worth seeing. These tiny islands off the coast of Scotland, where God's chosen elixirs are distilled, barreled, and prepared for consumption. This is worth the trip. It's time we look at Isla Scotch, and God willing, have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Hi, everybody. Hi, guys. Hi, y'all. How's everyone doing? Delightful. Are we all feeling roasty and toasty and just like we're about a warm campfire? So I'm sitting beside my laptop which puts off a lot of heat so yeah i'm actually getting that that feeling you, you have you have had laptops over the years that will burn a man's testicles <laughs> he certainly would you we just got, need the fireplace like screensaver thing on and we go last episode <laughs> that was possibly the worst thing we've ever drank to this episode which is just a crowd pleaser <sighs> It it's, was not even planned that way originally, but I feel like this it, is for the it best. Worked, it worked out. It was our treat to ourselves after uh, after the dark times. God. Curse Chicago. Ain't no mountain high enough. <laughs> Ain't no mountain low enough. But Lord keep me, keeps me from you, though. So, uh, I guess, speaking of Chicago, uh, this past week, the Hot Butcher for the World Tap Room officially opened. In downtown, so they have their own brewery and tap room. Finally, nice. They ain't got to do that gypsy thing anymore. <laughs> Not traveling from brewery to brewery, selling their wares. Well, it was they were technically a gypsy brewer, but they were operating out of a single other brewer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, so what's uh, what's everyone been up to this past couple weeks? Malort recovery, just <laughs> I mean, just detoxing. Tell these things go. Pretty much, uh, I gotta say, I had to sacrifice a pair of underwear. Uh, I still blame the Malort. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because indeed, those pants weren't gonna shit themselves. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I um, we what, what has happened? 
Well, so we had Emmett's birthday, mm-hmm. um, which was just small family thing just because, I don't know, last year it was like too convoluted and too much to do for him. Um, like he got overstimulated very easily. So, um, but he, he still got overstimulated. Well, a little bit, but it was, it was more out of like the sheer joy. Um, Mm -hmm. we got him this box of five different colored Yoshi figures. (laughs) It was the first thing he opened and he screamed. He was like, Yoshi's and like was so excited. Yeah. And that's what he plays with the most of everything out of, uh, Hot Wheels, Mario Kart track, and just like how big is that of like two foot Mario that talks and all? Oh, that, that stuff. does more than talk. It says cool. thirty phrases and plays the music, and he hits and jumps, and when he falls down, he goes, "Oh no!" And then, then it's a me, Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, it's the correct Mario. Also, we saw that that trailer because uh, we also saw Wakanda Forever, and uh, yeah, that tra- that trailer came on before, and um. That movie is absolutely amazing, but, you know. That trailer and then. Bring tissues. Uh, and then, I can't remember the name of it. There was a movie with Jonathan Majors. And then there was an, another movie with Jonathan Majors. <laughs> Which of the four? And then another movie <laughs> with Jonathan Majors. Just They just, like, r- lined them up in a row. Where was just like, get ready, Hollywood. He's having a good year. He's he's in, like, the new. One of them is, like, the new Creed movie the with the Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, where he's apparently gotten ripped out of his mind. And then um, a World War... Oh, gosh. Two. World War Two movie. I'm like, yeah, they right, don't make yeah. World War One movies, hardly. I mean, you don't know. Don't it's know. just too depressing. They, they did. They did. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, the movie was great. Uh, Emmett loved his birthday. Um, I think the reason he doesn't play with the track stuff very much is because, like, that one's... It's the thing where you have to like hit it at, at a certain pressure level, I guess. You got to hit to get it the, just the car right. to actually go around the track because it like launches out of it and it goes. Oh, to it's drive one of those old down. school like. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I had one of those that was uh 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 I think it was Batman Two, like Batman Returns. It's like a paddle they, launch. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he, and he's he has trouble like, and I I don't blame him. I did too for a while because so. when you slap it. If you don't hit it hard enough, it just falls off the loop. If you hit it too hard, it comes flying off the loop. So <laughs> possibly, it's, <at> yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that you're having to like kind of dial in exactly how. Uh, yeah, I remember like thinking like, "Oh, this is gonna be a really fun toy." It is a complicated thing, yeah. and it also requires like I don't know how big his thing was, but I remember mine was like it took up the entire like dining room table. <laughs> oh, this is, all you see. It's in the floor behind me. All this space in front of the bookcase. Mm-hmm. Between my ass and the bookcase is all of it. I can't scoot yeah. back any further. I'm stuck right here. And apparently that's only like the half one. Like it's actually only part of like a bigger set. It's called the light version. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think actually besides the Yoshis, the other thing he plays with the most. Um, uh, so Chris's sister got him um, this big, like, I don't know how big to say it. Like a decent size. I think bigger than the Yoshis dry bones figure that mm. the wings pop on and off. He loves dry bones <laughs> to which, uh, Chris's sister called the, um, the skeleton turtle, which I'm like, well, it's okay. descriptive. You don't need to know their names. They're like, just, we, we got knows, that. You know, <laughs> he hears it once and he knows all the characters. He's like my pair of bitty bud. And everyone's like the hell. 
<laughs> the hell's a pair of a what? My pair of bitty bud. I mean, we had to look those up initially, but still. <laughs> he's he's deep in the Mario lore. Oh, he is. No idea. <laughs> he's forcing us deeper because as we get the little Legos, because they've got them in the like loot box packs, and as you get them and open them, you figure out what the hell you got. You're like, what am I staring at? He's like, what's Who this name? You? And he like hears it three times and memorizes it, I guess, for life. And then here we are. Well, I mean, this is not to call your child stupid. He has not had a lot of, a lot of life experiences. There's not much in there yeah. yet. So it's four. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, it's four. He's like the size of a ten year old. Yeah. Not wrong. Trying Super to find... hard to find clothes. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> That's what we've been trying to do: find warm pajamas. We're we like, got to order fleece pajamas from the internet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you want feety pajamas for your monster? Sorry. <laughs> you need to go to the big tall store. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Casey, what you been up to? Um, nothing. <laughs> That's it's that that John Mulaney joke. Like you tell. You tell someone in like in their thirties, you tell an adult like, "What'd you do?" I had nothing. I had nothing at all. You just see their face light up like it's Christmas morning for for a kid. Yeah, I was gonna say, was it everything nice. you thought it could be? It was. Mom had the kids all day today. I mean, I laid in bed and watched an entire series. That's amazing. It was good. Wait, what did you watch? Um, that one with um with uh. What's his face from? Oh, the Jamie Tart thing. Yeah, Jamie Tart. I don't know his real name either. Like, I'm, I'm sure yeah. I've looked it up. It's I have Jamie no idea. Tart. Don't do 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 do. We yeah. All right. Oh, and and uh, Doctor Who. Mm. Mm. Um, not not that I didn't watch Doctor Who, but it's got Doctor Who in it. Oh, uh, wait, which one? The Peter Capaldi. Yeah, Peter Capaldi. Well, they've had another one since him. So, uh, and and they've actually. Yeah, they've had the female doctor, and they've got a new one coming after a quick interlude with David Tennant, apparently. Oh, wow. Well, okay. yeah. Russell T. Russell T. Well, I mean, it's been like three, two, three years, I think. Has she had three seasons? I don't know if it's been three seasons, but it's I been just, okay. two. I, I, look, I fell off during Capaldi. I liked him, but I didn't like the plots anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was just getting kind of... Uh, Russell T. Davis is back, which is not encouraging to me, because I remember the end of... Some of that, that his Doctor Who run, I was like, he has his moments, but yeah, he also can get a little, this ain't great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We got a couch. Actually, oh. sexual. Nice. nice. Did I tell you about that? No. We no. haven't talked about that, have we? We haven't. Real odd. So we bought it at Big Lots because we're balling <laughs> like that. Hey, that's and... where our all couch. of our couches have come from. <laughs> I know. Look, you can get uh, you can get designer brands for like a quarter of the price just because it was a previous year's fashion. Yeah, for us, it it was it was more of the problem of they just didn't have any in stock anywhere. Like none of these, none of the Big Lots had them in stock. Mm-hmm. Like they would have a floor model. And they haven't seen that couch in six months, but they can't sell the floor model because they haven't officially discontinued it. <laughs> so we got to the point where we were like, I think four weeks of going back every week to see. And and the guy slipped up a little bit and he said, well, we've got this half of this one <laughs> and that half of that one. And something I'll like take that, said, well, 
do any other stores around here have just one half? And he kind of laughed a little bit. And I said, can you go check? And turns out two stores 30 minutes apart had different halves of the same couch. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Actually, our store had two of the same half, and their store had two of their same half. (laughs) Why didn't they just go like, all right, here, let's just send someone with a pickup and drive drive one of these boxes. That's crazy. Sell one product. Or as you discover, if you get that stuff delivered, like we did from Big Lots, they do none of their own stuff like that. Just like two guys in a U-Haul delivered our couch. <laughs> so we um, we said, well, sell us half, and we'll go buy the other half from the other place. And uh, when we went to the to to the other, we got the response: we can't do that. And I'm like, that's not how you make sales. You, you can't. You can't. I've got the other half out here. You can do it. <laughs> you can. I have money. You have the product. Let's make this happen. So we uh, we got us a whole sectional. It's a lot more comfy than the old couch and can definitely sit a lot more people. So is it as cavernous on the inside? Like how many cats can get lost in this? <laughs> we we actually had a point where all five cats plus us were on the couch at the same time. I was waiting for all five cats plus our two children were lost inside of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> we're having the, the you know, don't scratch, don't scratch it. And the kids are, we're like, don't eat on it. Don't even bring that grape near it. You Look, I have the solution for this. You become an old Italian mother. <laughs> and you, you plastic you it up. Plastic that thing up. Or just get the giant thing of Scotch Guard. I, I was going to say, uh, that's as soon as we got this one, uh, I got I bought the whole can of Scotch Guard. And I, I had to lay blankets down, and you should too if you're going to do it, because it will make the floor slicker than anything. No, that's like that's that's a two stage project. You do that in one part, then you move the couch back over, then you uh, 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 risky business. <laughs> It's not risky dun, business. Dun, 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 dun. It's or if cr- it's anything like tonight's show, it's whiskey business. Whiskey business. Say it's a, oh, that's a segue right there. Concussion <laughs> business. Not too bad we're not segue into the episode yet. I know. I know. We're in our thirties. It's risky to have the idea that you're gonna walk across something slippery at all, break a hip or something. That's quitter talk. I, 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 I throw ball bearings out of my floor the first thing in the morning just to <laughs> just to spice it up. Just like, all right. We're in our 30s. It's risky to drink certain liquors because you might crap your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, it's uh, uh, there's going to be some Baba out for uh, the, the ethereal anniversary soon. Oh, oh, I saw that's happening. Uh, it's Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. weekend. Yeah. Was... Uh, which, thankfully. I, look, I, I take this as a look on the bright side kind of moment for me. This is a a, a, a good positive mental health step for me. Uh, I couldn't get the day after Thanksgiving to spend with my family and to not rush after Thanksgiving dinner to, you know, drive back. Uh, my coworker in my department took that day uh, to to drive all of ten miles to his parents as opposed to a hundred. You know what? Never. Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No, you're not. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Since I have to come back to work that day. Uh, that means I'm in town mm. for the the uh, the weekend event. So my, I I was talking to the the brewer. And I was like, you know what, son of a bitch, I can make it. I, that's going to be a good weekend. I'm gonna 
I'm just going to have a good time now. Send me a picture of the glassware because they always have some of the best glassware. Yeah, they do. (laughs) And Uh. I might have to shoot you some money to grab me a glass because last time I waited and I went by myself and I got the last glass that they had because it has some kind of weird chip in it. Mm -hmm. And it just looks odd. There's not actually a chip out of it. There's some kind of weird internalized crack in it. Yeah. But it's glazed over and I'm like, I'm still going to use it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be pretty good. Uh, I will, but I will say that's, that's in the future this past week. I've just been working and getting ready for, uh, something that we can talk about in our announcements, which, Hey, segue. Ah, <laughs> uh, so announcement. Yeah. Announcement. Sorry. I was drinking. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we do have one. There is, uh, it, it is the, tis the you know, season to begin the rollout for the streamathon. We we've we've started our our funding. You can buy shirts like Brittany has on right now of our have a te- have a uh, have a drink drinking team Oktoberfest shirts. Uh, we're we're donating that to the streamathon. The proceeds from that. But we also have uh, 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 they're kicking off a a, a special event. Uh, the Diamond Club is hosting the first Dungeons Dra- uh, Dragons and Donations event. This Saturday, uh, yeah, this next Saturday, so by the time you're hearing this, this Saturday, uh, the 19th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, join us with an epic fight against everything DM Mike TV can throw at us. Uh, get your donations to Extra Life to fuel the mayhem. Uh, get the details at dcstreamathon.org. I will be playing in that game. Uh, I'll be... Uh, I'll go ahead and tell tell you here um, uh, the 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 elevator pitch of my character. I'll be playing a uh, uh, wood elf drunken hobo. I mean monk uh, who's in year five of his uh, one night bender. Isn't that how it goes? It all yeah. It all yeah. Look, always be branding. <laughs> I made that character, and I was like, no, I'm do I I one always wanted to play this, and two play this particular uh, a character build, and two. It just, it just seems right. Yeah, uh, yeah we've got a, a bunch of people that'll be playing. Uh, uh, Mike's gonna, uh, Mike TV is gonna be DMing, and uh, uh, you can donate uh, as you're going, and it will either add challenges, uh, like increase the the level of difficulty of a fight, or uh, affect essentially gameplay at certain certain levels of donations. So, come on out, watch it. Uh, it'll be it'll be a fun time, and uh, you, know, you can watch us uh, all terribly die. I don't think anyone's playing a healer that I know of, so it it should be really funny because no one wants to heal. I'm not there to fall on that grenade this time. I was going to, but I was like, no, no, I'm doing this monk, and I'm dying on this hill of the day. <laughs> and that's, this is on Twitch. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be on Twitch. The. Twitch has changed its streaming group rules, so there's going to be some stuff we'll have to start to figure out by streamathon time. But uh, yeah, dcstreamathon.org will have details, kind of uh, more details on kind of what's going on, plus links. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Cool, sweet. That sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah, I, I I've been working on. Uh, we've been having meetings and talking about this for for a couple of weeks now. But uh, well. 
drilling down on stuff for a couple weeks now, and I've, I've been getting more and more excited as we've been going. I, uh, I can't wait to watch. Like, it's going to be... <laughs> Uh, it'll be a long session but we're going to try to get everything done in, in one go uh there's 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 a whole lot of like don't yeah <laughs> be funny don't screw around too much we, we we have a we have a set deadline yeah i wonder what that's like <laughs> mm. speaking of set deadlines speaking of fun looking forward to no, you stop it. You play the right one. It's just habit at this point. Okay, hold on. No. Uh, yeah, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Yeah. Every time we do that that clip, I, I just start drinking going, down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, uh, this relates to that only in Will Ferrell. Um, does anyone else like salivate at the sound of a, a cork? <laughs> Just slowly. Or, yeah, that. that. Okay, we, like, oh. we need a sounder of that specifically. But uh, that holiday movie with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell is coming to Apple TV Plus like very soon. Just a heads up. <laughs> the trailer's the, out now. And it, yeah, it's the thing that they did like the, the, the meme song. Yes. Like yes. a year ago, like yeah. they were shooting it then and. On tic- yeah, on TikTok, and that's the thing where Michael Bublé was like, he can sing now, too? <laughs> it's, like, it's not fair! <laughs> it's like, Ryan Reynolds, just stop. Uh, you can't be funny, charming, talented at acting, and talented at singing. Just stop really, and marrying really, like, some of the most beautiful really, women on the planet. Really ridiculously good-looking. <laughs> Alright, no. <laughs> so, we are talking about... Um, Isla Scotch today. Uh, <laughs> uh, I knew it had to may- be deep in there, or we went Welsh because we have a pronunciation guide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just pronunciation guide for because it wouldn't be us if we weren't screwing something up. But these are just for the major distilleries that are in Isla. Uh, and I thought it would. Words. Yeah, I thought it would at least be be handy to to, to reference back to. <laughs> but I'm in the middle of getting the episode together, and I went. Yeah, there's a few of these I'm going to need a thing for. Uh, I say it's not Welsh because there's there isn't a single word in there that's just seven consonants you know, in a row for no reason. <laughs> Vowels are for quitters in Welsh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no one knows when the people of Isla, the Aelix, began distilling. But uh, commentators were noting the island's fondness for whiskey uh, by the 1770s. By the way, a lot of the today's uh, episode comes to you from uh, uh, scotchwhiskey.com, I believe. They have a couple of really good write-ups. Uh, just going to tell you right now, if you if you need some good good scotch info, that is a, a, a good resource, and we'll, we'll mention that again later. But uh, it, was, uh, it was at this time that Isla's largest landowner, Walter Campbell of Shawfield, uh, was actively encouraging diversification of the island's predominantly agricultural economy through the development of industries such as linen making, mining, and fishing. Coward. <laughs> you could devote your entire p- area's uh, uh, production to whiskey and be a champion. Uh, anyway, Campbell hoped that stilling would boost the demand for locally grown barley, uh, earn much-needed cash for his tenants through exports, and foster jobs in new and uh, prosperous uh, industrial communities. All right, I'll forgive him. For now. 
Campbell farmed the excise duties on Isla. Uh, he held the right to set and collect the payments on the island uh, in return for the annual payment to the government. However, when a national prohibition on distilling was introduced in 1795 during a period of crop failures, uh, he did his patriotic duty. He confiscated and locked away at least 90 stills belonging to tenants to ensure they could not be used. Wow. Remember what I said for now? <laughs> I'm back to hating him. <laughs> uh, in addition, he gave up the excise farm. In uh, future, the islanders would have to pay duties set by the government. And we are about to enter that oh-so-familiar part of distilling history oh. where it's just some good old boys. <laughs> Never meaning no harm. Uh, in response, uh, according to a report of a senior excise official in 1799, Campbell's tenants got over from Ireland tinkers uh, who fitted up, fitted up the, for them cauldrons and boilers as stills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what Skia finds a way? <laughs> yeah. Skia finds a way. Uh, what's the uh, 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 What's the Irish equivalent of the General Lee? <laughs> then or modern day? Yeah, I was going to say, like, modern day. It's just going to be, be some, the northern. Be some Shin, Shin Fei politicians in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, when the prohibition on distilling ended, not a single island distiller applied for a, to the Scottish Excise Board for license, nor paid a single penny in the duty on the duty. Just yeah. so proud. Oh, like <laughs> this is like the joke. It's like, oh yeah, the 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 moonshiners have a a a large part of the culture where we grew up. There's no way you can't, if you're from that area, you can't root for, for this part of the history. Because it's like, yeah, no. Screw them. Yeah. <laughs> you take that tax dollar out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to drink. <laughs> this turned very Ron Swanson very quickly. I mean, what uh, else are you going to do on these freezing-ass <laughs> islands up in the <laughs> northern Atlantic? Well... The industry had gone underground. There was an explosion in whiskey-related criminality on Isla during the late 18th and early 19th centuries. British historian Alfred Barnard wrote that the smuggling was the chief employment of the crofter, crofters, fishermen, and more uh, especially during the winter, and larger families were supported by it. <laughs> Just <Yep. laughs> love it. Uh, uh, Isla whiskey flowed freely in, here we go, Argyleshire. Argyleshire. Argyleshire, yeah. Uh, Inverness Shire. That that can't, you can't look at that and go, yeah, just throw Shire at the end of that. I Put mean, a hyphen there. It'll be... It's the British way. Uh, Mole. Lewis. See? You pronounce those. Uh, Galloway and Ireland. Uh... It was smuggled across the mull of uh, Kintyre to Ayrshire, 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 uh, whatever. Uh, it was carried in the holds of small boats uh, along the River Clyde. Uh, sounds like a friendly river. Oh, hey, Clyde. Yeah. 
can't that river can't be dangerous. He's just some bloke down the street. This is like Jeffrey. <laughs> just some bloke. <laughs> uh, hidden under cargoes of potatoes, straight to the heart of Glasgow. Ah, I mean, this, yeah. <laughs> my family is very like. Clearly, if you can see me, I'm very Scotch Irish. <laughs> this 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 speaks to me on a on a core level. What are we doing? We're hiding whiskey under potatoes. Yes, this is the way. <laughs> ah, anyway, uh, uh, at first, a small band of excisemen uh, stationed on the island was uh, overwhelmed by the scale of the challenge. They complained of threats and physical assaults when they attempted to confiscate or destroy illicit stills. In fairness, don't be destroying stills. Mm. So is this is this the moment that's like uh, when uh, nations stepped off the train in Cincinnati, looked down Main Street, got back on the train and left? <laughs> you just went, nope. <laughs> and they'll kill me. Well, no, because they called for reinforcements. Hmm. Uh, excise boats were sent to patrol the seas around the isla. Uh, they landed armed raiding parties to de- uh, search and destroy oh. stills hidden in houses and briars in bo- uh, bothies and in caves. That <laughs> I'm just picturing the Scotch going like, "Damn, it's the Vikings again." <laughs> I mean, uh, I just in my head, I just hear tale as old as time. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Persecution of of the Irish and Scots. Yeah. Uh, Hundreds of men and women were charged. Barley and the yeast. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Casey wrote it for us. Brittany, that one wasn't me. (laughs) Still goes in the Greatest Hits album. Yeah, it's it's a collaboration featured. We're like the gorillas. uh, Indeed. (laughs) True words. Uh, I, I completely just tangent this. If you haven't seen it, you've got to watch Weird, the Al Yankovic story. My God. Uh, There's uh, not a more perfect piece of cinema in existence. <laughs> I, I, I want to watch it. Isn't it just like just on Roku right now? Yeah. It's at the Roku channel. Period, because yeah. they made it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have. No, everybody. I don't have the Roku. Everybody has. I do. You just have to it, download it's, the It's app. like Apple TV pl- uh, app at this point. It's just it's on everything. Okay. Just download the but app. It doesn't cost can... me anything to just to, to get it and no. okay. Just yeah. download the totally app agree. and watch it. It's... Maybe that's what tomorrow is going to be because I... I've never seen a single movie with Daniel Radcliffe in it. Do not research anything about this movie. Just go into uh, it. Well, okay. Here here's here's the caveat. I have watched the the behind the music on Weird Al at least ten times. Then you'll it find matters it, not. You'll find it even funnier. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I will. That's the thing. I was like, I don't think you understand the le- the level of knowledge I have about Weird Al. None of that matters at all. Uh, <laughs> I also have seen the Funnier Die skit that this is based on. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, hundreds of uh, men and women were charged each year with uh, making or selling whiskey without a license, most notably on the Oa Peninsula along the southern, along the south coast. Uh, yet the Ilex were not passive victims of the excise persecution, as they are sometimes portrayed. Many offenders simply just refused to show up to court when summoned. <laughs> Members of the uh, McCarran family, for example, uh, were charged with breaking into an exciseman's cellar and stealing 125 gallons of whiskey. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. Look, they wouldn't have had to steal it if he hadn't taken it first. Exactly. Mm. They were selling it back. That was their property. They were, uh, even if it wasn't, they could, you know, stealing from the rich, given to themselves, like Robin Hood of old. Wait, I don't think that's how that worked. Uh, anyway, uh, report, uh, yeah. Uh, likewise, others who failed to report appear in court were outlawed. Reports suggest that rather than flee from the island, they went into hiding and continued to make whiskey illegally because, of course, they did. Yeah, it's... Because now it was the ghosts. I mean, they weren't there anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing the, the, the this. Like they said, it's just the ghosts. They're like, oh, we don't go to that cave. That cave's haunted. Is it haunted? Yeah, totally haunted. It's not. Why is that boat walking floating out of there? <laughs> Seems to have boxes. Don't worry about that. Ghosts love sending empty boats out with boxes. Full of creepy shit. What's that rhythmic rhythmic thumping? Not the thump keg, it's the thump keg ghost. It's the ghost of a thump keg. <laughs> well, the distillers lobbied for and provided better piers and sea connections with the mainland. Wonder why. They supplied community leaders such as the Grams of Lagavulin, the Hayes of Ardberg, and, most notably, John Ramsey of Port Ellen. So you're telling me that the, the people behind this are sellouts. Snitches. We know what they get. <laughs> Small coastal villages grew up around the distilleries. Ardberg, for example, was at one time home to around 200 people and had its own post office, school, and billiards hall. I mean, that's Essentials. more than my hometown had. We only had a, a, a post office and a school, and they shut the school down. <laughs> I think you have a billiards hall. If I'm not mistaken, mm. is, it, is it still in operation? Like it's the, Fat Boys, Fat no, Fat Boys closed. came later. Fat Boys uh, just closed. So it's it's been it's of those three, it's been choose two. Didn't we have since chosen Post Office and Billiards Hall? Didn't Fat although Boys the Post burn Office down? was flooded out for five six years? Fat Boys just burned down like last week or something, didn't it? Oh wow! Oh. Did it? Uh, let's continue with the episode while I do some research. Well, uh. To what extent the people of Isla benefited from whiskey making is uh, whiskey making is open to debate. The distilleries provided an income for hundreds of islanders and their families, but there were very few well-paid positions in management. Company profits were largely repatriated to the mainland. A social divide was exemplified by the fact that while English was the language of the distillery office. Gaelic remained the predominant language in the maltings and warehouses until the 1960s. Fat Boys did, in fact, burn down three weeks ago. That's what I thought I saw. So, yeah, there is no longer. Yeah, back to one. (laughs) Isla Whiskey hit new heights of popularity in the 1870s and 1880s when it was highly sought after to provide body and body Big, peaty flavor for blended scotch whiskeys. <laughs> that's that's a crime. <laughs> oh, they're highly sought after to blend. Investment, <laughs> investment flooded into the island to extend existing distilleries and to build new ones 
at Brulhotic and Bunahaben. Yeah. Bunahaben. Bunahaben. I think it's Hav. I think they have like Bunahaben. We've literally got the pronunciation guide. Let's let's consult it. Uh, by the way, but like they've got like the Gaelic Bunahaben. form of that name. Uh Brutalati. Brutalati. Uh is Bray of the Shore and uh Bunahaven is mouth of the river. Just okay. weird little anyway. Continue. Yet Isla Whiskey was always at the mercy of international events. Two world wars, prohibition in the US and the Great Depression of the late nineteen twenties until the thirties resulted in long periods of closure for the distilleries. In the worst cases <laughs> Oh boy. Lachen- I don't have a pronunciation for this one. Lochendal? Sure. Sure. That's that double A. I don't know how to I'm uncertain on that, but Lochendal closed forever in nineteen twenty nine. And Port Ellen uh mouthballed that year. Mothballed. Mothballed. Moth. There's no U. <laughs> I was like, that's a whole different situation, I feel like. Yeah. That's uh, uh that's gonna give us out an the explicit- prompter. He's gonna say it. Yeah. That's gonna give us an explicit label right there. <laughs> Getting all mouthballed. <laughs> Oh, didn't reopen <laughs> until 1967. So they were closed for a long time. How was there even anything still operational at that point? <laughs> Seriously, like I'm in that time period, someone had to have, you know, taken anything, like all the kettles and everything would have been junked by that point. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, they would have been uh, just, it would just been like, you know, decades out of date anyway. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times you're just buying the name, and then sometimes like the buildings that go with it. Okay, the Rick houses, I'm sure. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's a Rick <laughs> house. <laughs> my my day, just aging it all the way out. <laughs> there were years of extreme hardship for those who had been employed at the distilleries or in whiskey related jobs, such as peat cutting and transport. A new boom in sales of blended scotch in the 1960s and early 70s brought renewed investment in distillery plants and facilities on Isla, but also fueled the period of overproduction, which filled the infamous whiskey lock of the early 1980s. Isla Whiskey's roller coaster ride continued. Uh, the surging worldwide demand for lighter spirits, such as vodka, and the change in taste from big and peaty. To light and delicate blended whiskeys. Mm. Mm. Accentuated the slump in orders for filling from the island. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. Ardbeg yeah. closed entirely between 1981 and 1989 and limped through the 1990s with little investment. Bunahaben closed for two years in 1982 and Port Ellen was closed in 1983 and demolished. Feel like we need to do an episode, by the way, on on uh, the the whiskey lock, but it's real depressing. I mean, yeah, we need let's add it to the list. The whiskey lock, uh, brew. What? I, I don't. I've always put a D in there that doesn't belong, because I want to say brutalotic. Brutalotti. 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 Yeah. Brutalotti. 
shut in 1995. Job losses affected a significant portion of a population that had fallen to under 4,000. Just getting kicked while they're down. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, and now uh, for something fit, slightly different. Yeah, I was gonna say like from then on, it's a kind of an upwards upward trend. But that's around the time like <laughs> we start drinking scotch. So <laughs> now well, we not, talk we about start good things. Scotch, like but it's like yeah. you know. All right. Well, the whiskeys of the distilleries along the southeastern coast of the island, uh, Lafroig, Lagavulin, and Ardbeg, have a smoky character derived from peat considered a central characteristic of the Isla Malts. Look, I'm going to stick to what I said in pre-show. The the new challenge needs to be to drink Lagavulin with a a brick of peat betwixt your cheeks. (laughs) I mean, how would I fit peat in my mouth and drink at the same time? Oh. (laughs) You don't butt chug scotch. (laughs) <laughs> you butt chug che- buck chug butt <laughs> chug pe- Pete that's it's surprisingly hard to say try it <laughs> well yeah after you've, after you've had some scotch after you're half a bottle deep yeah that's hard to get out that's what she said <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> and here we go so <laughs> what <everybody> butt chugging said <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, okay so I'm just gonna reread the sentence um <laughs> The whiskeys of the distilleries along the southeastern coast of the island, Lafroig, Lagavulin, and Ardbeg, have a smoky character derived from peat, considered a central characteristic of the Isla Malts, and ascribed both to the water from which the whiskey is made and to the peating levels of the barley. I mean, the only real difference between them and us is they have peat. Mm. Same, same mountain shelf, so they got the same limestone that we got, more or less. Many describe this as a medicinal flavor. They also possess notes of iodine, seaweed, and salt. Uh, I get the salt. I have to look. I, I've looked at this already, and I'm just okay. Kulila, I assume is how you say that, uh, based on the pronunciation thingy. Uh, on the northern side of the island, across from Kulile, uh, is it a not a a ile? Gotcha, gotcha. Across from, I don't know, Dora? Dora Mormont. Um, also produces a strongly peated whiskey. Trees, other than plantations, on these islands are scattered, and the peat is free of rotting wood. Normal peat bogs are invaded by trees, and periodic fires kill the enro- encroaching tree line. Isla peat is reputedly the best flavored for scotch production. The other distilleries on the island make whiskey in a variety of styles. Um... Boonhaven makes much lighter whiskeys, which are generally lighter, lightly peated. Uh, Bowmore or Balmore, I think. Uh, it's uh, uh, Balmore. Balmore, okay. Bo, it's no, it's Bo. Bo, Bowmore. Okay. B O. Uh, the pronunciation guide is B O H M O R. Bowmore. Sorry. No, you're Actually, fine. I That's why I, I'm scrolling up occasionally to, yeah. to help. Uh, okay, so Beaumore, uh, which started business in 1779, produces a whiskey which is well-balanced using a medium-strong peating level, uh, 25 ppm, but also using sherry, yeah, uh, also using sherry cask maturation, which 
very intrigued there. By the way, when I hear a yeah. well-balanced scotch, I'm picture like, uh, and it's just me being an idiot, but I'm picturing someone like balancing a bottle of scotch on their finger like it's a knife. <laughs> very well balanced. <laughs> yeah. Like, hmm, a... yes, see? Uh, the Kilcoman Distillery started production in late 2005. Uh, in location, whoa. in location, it's unlike the other distilleries, which are all by the sea. The newest, the, sea. <laughs> the newest distillery is. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have that already. Uh, yeah, oh, there's no pronunciation got... for it. That's why. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've got that one. Uh, it's so new. Ardnaho? Question mark. Uh, the island's ninth, which opened in 2019. Very new. Yeah. Look, it's not a large island. It's yeah. getting a little crowded. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're fighting over the same amount of peat. That's what I was gonna say. No, there is like it is a problem. <laughs> peat is a it is a Not dead serious waters. problem. I'm just got I just got the Eddie Izzard thing in my head. There's just castles everywhere. Just <laughs> distilleries yeah, everywhere. Well, no, I mean, it, peat is like coal. It is a, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm just. Yeah. There's only so much of it, and it's not going to come back. And it leaves physical deformities in people who work with it. Monkey yeah. shoulders as opposed to black lung. <laughs> hmm. Uh, okay, hmm. so. In general, however, the whiskeys from the island are known for a pungent, peaty, smoky, and oily flavor, which uh, just a hint of sea- salty sea air and seaweed because of the use of peat and the maritime climate. We like Mahali. to call that... <laughs> Flavor country. <laughs> it's literally like that's like we're just gonna like we're gonna go across the world and put flavor country on certain parts of the map, right? Like the the Marlboro part in uh in Australia. Oh yeah, in Australia, yeah. and then we're gonna go to uh, uh, Isla, just like flavor country. Yes, I mean when you have a flag. Um, the island's we own claim website. this in the name of flavor country. That's I mean. Uh, the island's own website is more specific. Distilleries in the south make whiskey, which is medium-bodied, saturated with peat smoke, brine, and iodine because they use malt that is heavy with peat as well as peaty water. Whiskey from the northern area is milder because it's made using spring water for a light-flavored mossy rather than peaty uh, with some seaweed and some nuts characteristics. Uh, in future, however, the whiskey industry on the island may be moving to a broader range of products, some less peaty than the current majority, as well as new types of whiskey. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Maybe because of the peat issue that you guys remember. If you don't have enough peat. Yeah. Um, so. Got to adjust. The prominent distilleries, when we're talking about uh, this lovely, lovely type of scotch, so to finish out today, let's talk about a few of the Isla distilleries chosen for the ease of pronunciation. <laughs> we don't want a horde of angry Scotch fans after us. Um, also, Jim, we're sorry. Look, we are making every effort today, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so Ardbeg. Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> I have made every effort today. <laughs> uh, so by the end of the 19th century, Ardbeg had become a valued fixture on Isla's southern coast. Founded in 1815 by the McDougal family. My God, that's the most Scottish name I've okay. uh, The site had grown into McDougal. a <laughs> the small community with a housing or with housing, a hall, greenhouses, a bowling green, and a school for 100 pupils. The also, reason for its success was it, tied to the growing popularity of blends and the need for most to have some smoke running through them. Hmm. They 
<laughs> we need some kind of smoke. Put some hard bag in there. Get that. Get that. At least something there. No, McDougal. I feel like there's no better clan to have like as a rival than McDougal because it just it just feels right to scream in anger. Is that isn't that the rival clan in uh, Brave? I don't. Of the three, I have not McDougal. seen Brave. I think you're right. Is that the one that like the dude talks and like everybody's like I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah. Who did Clan Who did Clan McCloud fight? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, when the combination of war and economic depression hit the blended blended market in the 1920s, however, it like most distilleries was finding uh, the going tough. It wasn't to be the last time. The Hay family, which had taken the license in 1853, steered hey. it back. <laughs> steered it back to profitability before its involvement ended in the 1920s, with the Lawson family taking over before DCL and Canada's Hiram Walker acquired significant minority stakes in 1959. The distillery output is quite big for a distillery with only two pot stills. The wash, two. <laughs> two. Uh, the wash still has a capacity of about 18,000 liters, and the spirit still about 17,000 liters. This produces approximately 10,000 barrels, or 1.4 million liters, of spirits per year. There's no way there's not a guy in that, in that distillery as they're, like, you know, distilling up a batch, just screaming, like, I'm giving her all she's got! <laughs> I have to. Uh, the distillery employs about 60 people and also provides them with dwelling on premises. Since 2018, a new still house is under construction. Well, they which, can't drive home. Well, yeah, <laughs> legally can't. Uh, which, which is under construction, will double Ardbeg's distilling capacity. Um, should check on that. Uh, in 2011, 20 vials of Ardbeg spirit and wood particles were sent to the International Space Station to investigate their interaction. They returned on uh, September 2014. Quote. Heavy peating at Port Ellen Maltings gives the smoke long fermentation, helps to increase softness and a clean, acidic fruitiness, while it's the use of a purifier pipe in the line arm of the spirit still, which adds an oily, textural quality to the final product, but also helps to refine the spirit. A new, modern, and very Glenmorangie wood policy uh has also helped to give more roundness to the final mature product that might be referring more to doing some other barrel aging like mm. probably more like sherry and a few other mm. type of used yeah. barrels because i'll say this sherry aging and scotch is real nice yeah casey i uh I saved some Already of the best. Already my turn, huh? It is, and I saved some of the best for you. On to Lagavulin. Am I saying that right? <laughs> that one we've got. <laughs> it's it's, it's in the bloodstream. Right now. Founded on Isla South, also known as Kildalton, the coast situated between Ardberg, Ardbeg and Lefroig. Okay. okay. Fun fact. I didn't realize that it's situated between them, and I put them between that in the, in the script. Oh, See, we that's accidental. For this I'm just a lucky son of a, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, a uh, legal distilling was started at Lagavulin in 1816 by John Johnston. A second distillery shared the site, which was first bought by the same family in 
1825, before production was absorbed into Lagavulin in 1837. It came to wider public awareness in 1862 when blender John Logan Mackey bought the distillery. His nephew, Peter J. Mackey, made the first of many trips to Isla in 1878 to learn the secrets of distilling and eventually take over productions of Lagavulin. Sir Peter Mackey, as that's, he became... That's an, that's an improvement. <laughs> uh, was one of the preeminent figures of the late 19th century whiskey. He created the White Horse Blend in 19, 1890, co-founded Craig I think that's right. I, I don't okay. have a. I don't think I have a thing for it, but uh, yeah, I, that one may have actually been from another area other than this. Yeah, because because that I think the Craigs are uh, um, Space Eye or something like that, or maybe yeah. Highland. Yeah, it's one of those two. It's not Campbelltown. Nothing's in Campbelltown. <laughs> um, and was noted as a great innovator in. Uh, and noted as a great innovator. In 1908, irritated by the loss of agency for Laphroaig, Mackey built a replica distillery at Lagavulin, which he called Malt Mill. It ran until 1962, and though it was set up to produce the same characters as Laphroaig, which is only two miles away, it never actually did. Neither did it make Lagavulin. Uh, I was, I was going to say, like that that is some like huevos, though. It's like, oh, Laphroaig got bought. I'd like to make Lafleurig like a proper Scottish-shown Lafleurig. We'll try it. Never did it. <laughs> a fictitious cask of malt mill played a central role in a film uh, in film Don't. director Ken Loach's comedy, The Angel Share. What actually happened was that Logavolum became the runaway success to the extent that it had put on had to be put on allocation. That its growth coincided with a period where mature stock was limited, the battle days of the 80s and early 90s, didn't help. Today, it runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just to try to keep up with the ever-growing global demand. The world has fallen in love with smoke, and Lagavulin's complex mix of seashore and more pipe smoke, Lapsong, Lapsong Suchong tea, bog myrtle, and rich dark fruits in a destination for is a destination for many. Through fermentation, jeez, I'm bad tonight. Though fermentation times have been cut, introducing a cereal note to the new make, the second distillation remains extremely long, maximizing reflux. Aging is predominantly in refill casks, but in recent years, some ex-cherry casks has a, have appeared as part of a controlled program of small batch releases. While a small amount of higher-strength 12-year-old is released annually for the real peatheads. Um, let me see. I believe I was on a cruise not long ago and found a bottle. Let me make sure it was what I thought it was in the year I believe it is. Um, like, I think they were charging $4,500 for the bottle, so a lot more than what I, I could even think about paying. Um, but I believe it was a 26-year-old. Jesus. Yeah. 2021 special release, 26-year-old Lagavulin single malt. Huh. Um, if, Casey, if we knew more, if we if, if it was us today, that night when you said, Bob, I need to burn some money on the company card. Oh, yeah. How, how, much, how much good Lagavulin do you think we would have had that night? <laughs> one glass. Probably. We would have had one <laughs> glass of 
Real good. We had some. We had a good glass of scotch that night, but we would have had yes. some good. It was like stuff. a twenty-five, but it was a McClellan. So like they they're making long long age stuff, but you know, Lagavulin's not necessarily known for their long ages. A long age Lagavulin's a special treat. Yep. And this one was uh, first fill Pedro Jimenez Oloroso sh- uh, Sherry seasoned casks, oh. and then it was a cask strength <laughs> as well. Oh. Wow. Oh, so, yeah. stop. I can only get so erect. Way out of my price range. I think the cruise costs less. The whole cruise costs less <laughs> than what that bottle costs. <laughs> That's probably... For four. God. <laughs> but if you're buying it on a cruise ship, no taxes. So for something that expensive, definitely worth it. Yeah, how much is tax on that? Yeah, if you're if you're thinking excise tax. Although... Well, it depends on where you bought it because you're paying sales tax six percent. It's, it's still entirely too much. So you're paying sixty for every thousand. It's two hundred forty dollars in taxes alone, just if you bought on sales taxes alone. God. Yes. <laughs> so Lafroig, uh, the reason so many existing Isla distilleries came into being before the official eighteen twenty four start date, is down to the influence of Isla's. Lay, lay, layered? Layered. 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 Yeah. Not Walker not. Frederick Campbell. Isla was less brutally cleared out than other islands, and as an improving landlord, Campbell was keen to start new business on the island. Isla already had a reputation for moonshine, so legal distilling made sense. The fact that Campbell was also actively involved meant that it was harder to continue with illicit activities. So in 1815, brothers Alex and Donald Johnston built a distillery at Lafroig. Donald, who ran the distillery, tragically died in 1847 after falling into a vat of boiling pot ale. What a way to go. Yeah. Like you, you want to joke that it's the the uh, uh, the 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 beer fest death for like you know uh, trash oh. can one, yeah. But no, it's boiling. You're dead. Yeah, and not instantly. That's the hard part. Oh, yeah. Um, at least in like falling into a vat of beer, you're you're like the, the you just kind of lose you, oxygen and go to sleep. You yeah, you'll just sort of slowly fade out. But for Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Burns. That's like they probably fished him out, and he just died later. I wonder if they kept that bash. <laughs> just, just thoughts. Probably, probably. <laughs> it was 1815. They would have called um, that or 1847. Called it the pork batch. <laughs> oh, long pig. <laughs> oh god. It's rise to fame. Oh, sorry, Lafroy, However, remained in control of D. Johnson and Co. until the 1960s. Um, its rise to fame began at the start of the 20th century with the rival of Donald's great-grandson, Ian Hunter. It was he who, in 1908, changed the agent from Peter Mackey and, the prompted, and prompted the building of Malt Mill. By the 1920s, Lafroig was being sold as a single malt, and in 1924, the number of stills were increased to four. On his death in 1954, he left the distillery to his secretary, Bessie Williamson. Oh, <laughs> this, this is the second, second in a row. In, in two episodes, we've had twice where someone just leaves it to their secretary. Oh, How, man. Didn't think of it during, during the other one, but like, man. They were banging that secretary, weren't they? <laughs> oh. 
Like they were even leave, they had to find a way to leave something to their mistress. Oh, she had been the de facto ma- manager, quote unquote, during his extensive international sales trips. Usually for a distillery of the size of Lefroig, has retained but, its own floor maltings. By the way, in chat, Big Voice J, classic Bessie. Oh, I miss Big Voice J. That's a Usually, for a distillery of this size, Lafroig has retained its own floor maltings, which still account for 20% of its requirements. They have been retained specifically because it is believed that the Lafroig kiln produces a more creosote-like phenolic character than the malt the distillery receives from the Port Ellen maltings. Clearly, a tarry, certainly a tarry iodine note is one of the signatures of the spirit. The odd number of stills includes a spirit still, which is double the size of its neighbors, as this produces a different character, new make. It is always blended in with those from the smaller ones. A very long four-shot run means that there are less estuary notes in the new make. Okay, so your high notes come off very um, very early in distilling, uh, so you get methanol and four shots early on. Um, by getting rid of those, you don't get solventy acetone-like notes. It's it's the um, the brandy thing. Like I always remember, there's like the 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 the, the head, the heart, and tails. Tail, yeah. And you 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 put the head, you know, you you put the head back into. Oh yeah, I think you toss the head because it's just pure ethanol and poison. Well, so at the very like the very like very first like first few seconds is when you're getting methanol and then it's mm-hmm. gone and then after that you start to get some of these really off flavors that some distilleries really like and put in there yeah like um, you're describing this and i all i could see is someone like getting put into a full nelson that's that's all <laughs> the head and i'm like oh yeah yeah you you gotta yeah take him by the head Hold them by the heart. Like I'm seriously just seeing, and then just seeing them in a tail. In my head, I'm just seeing like hacksaw Jim Duggan put someone into a full Nelson. I'm like, yeah. See, I was visualizing like a, a pig roast or something. Oh. <laughs> All of our minds going somewhere different with that. <laughs> well, look, my my thing is forever tied to three sheets explanation of brandy. So, uh, uh, but yeah, like the I, hear that I, had, voice. I had to I had to go through uh, while doing some of this like the heck is new make and i had to like you know google search like that oh it's literally just fresh off the run it's like okay never mind that makes sense yeah, you, yeah if they're do if not they're do bullying. not consume liquor gotcha <laughs> i mean it's it, that's that's moonshine new make is moonshine more or less that's true do consume but don't do it legally <laughs> um so they're using deeper cuts. Um, so they're going deep into the the heart and then tails to get some more mustier flavors. Um, in this case, it gives your heavier phenolics um, captured compared to Ardbeg or Lagavulin. It's much, distinct. Much, much like a good concept album. You want the deep cuts. You deep want cuts. deep into the. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's distinct sweet notes, therefore, come from the preferred cask type used, ex-bourbon barrels. These, dis- the distillery says, became the norm at Lafroig post-prohibition when Ian Hunter began traveling to the U.S. The effect of these types of oak showcased are showcased in the quarter cask release, where a vatting of younger Lafroigs is finished in small casks. Some sherry casks are in the inventory and are mostly used for long-term maturation. 
deliciousness. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. So that is essentially our 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 discussion on Isla Scotch for now. So I uh, just have to say, if you if you look, if you pull it up on Google Maps, and just like zoom in, there's just this great stretch on the southeastern coast of Isla where seriously Lafroy, Lagavul and an Ardbeg Ardbeg yeah are just sitting within like 2 miles and there's castles along that stretch and it's just like there's not a more perfect they long for a bungalow <laughs> but so you're no- saying we need to do a, a trip <sighs> I mean that's yeah, I have look it. the amount of money the amount of money we're putting down for a different trip I would I would Oh, gladly I mean, put down instead for this trip. Oh, yeah. However, yeah, that trip true. would be much, much less kid friendly. I oh, understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. The children would hate it. We would be would children they? at it, though. I'd, I'd make them love it. Uh, they're all teething still, right? <laughs> Pretend. Yeah. I mean, they're certainly take a little scotch. I'm sure. <laughs> They'll be losing teeth. <laughs> at some point, it's like teething. <laughs> it's reteething. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of like deeper Isla we could have gotten into in this, but I one didn't want to keep trying to say Bru- Brunlade and <laughs> yeah, uh, really Brooklade and uh, uh, Brunnehaven uh, because there's a B in that, and I'm going to try to say B instead of Haven. Oh yeah. Uh, I was pictu- uh, the way it's spelled. Uh, it, I was picturing it as the name um, Siobhan from well, like, and, Irish. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Like the S B B O. Yeah. Uh, and we're doing. You know, we've done an episode on Longavulan, mm. right? Yes. Uh, I, we've not done a little Freud. Like we we can we can drill down a lot of these other ones later, but yeah. Uh, uh, uncle's cough syrup for kids. Uh, yeah. Oh God. That, that was in fact, straight up cough syrup, uh, back home was not, uh, uh, it wasn't scotch, but it was, uh, something, something someone gave us an amazing jar. Yeah. Let's cure your cough yeah. or the kid won't care anymore. So it is, it does surprise me the proximity of Isla to Campbelltown and just the, the vast difference. Yeah. Uh, which I guess also probably makes sense because it's Campbelltown, but like there's William Campbell, who's the guy behind, like who had Isla. Yeah, I'm assuming he probably had some tie-in with that too. So, but yeah, no, this is God's chosen elixir, and it is. Uh, oh, it's so good. Well, <laughs> let's let's get into that a little bit more then. Lagavulin neat. Clear alcohols are for rich women on diets. Lagavulin. <laughs> So I mean, we can just keep listening to that for an hour. I'm fine. Just over and over, yeah. It's 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 my mantra. It's. <laughs> are we all drinking the same? Oh, oh Casey probably isn't. But... No, no, we're not. We we oh, actually we're not? are not. Okay, just yeah. me. I I was surprised as well. <laughs> uh, I think you have uh, the bottle over there. If you I do. Start. So I guess uh, we are drinking. We had to go with one of the harder pronounced ones. This was a a celebration <laughs> bottle. We bought a couple of years ago, but this Were you is celebrating good times. We Come on. This is from the hard to pronounce 
I, I always want to put a D that doesn't exist. Brujalati. Oh, shit. I want to say Brutalotic, <laughs> but there's it's no not. D. Yeah, uh, where's the pronunciation? Brujalati. 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 You think it's Laddie? Not Brujalati. Brujalati. But it's the Port Charlotte, uh, heavily peated 10-year Isla single malt. Nice. And oh. this goes back, uh, let me find the, I uh, had it pulled up, uh, I lost it. I had the, the great little descriptor for this one because this actually goes back to uh, the idea of when Campbell started the whole Isla distilling tradition is <laughs> the reason it's called the Port Charlotte. I even had to look it up, where is Port Charlotte? It's on the opposite side of the island from all the others. But everything that go that went into distilling this came from the island. Like, absolutely everything. Which is nice. It's one of those, uh, uh, for... Never mind. But, I mean, because his original idea was you you keep it all there. Farm to table. Yep. <laughs> and that's how this one went. And it's, so I'm like, no, it is a real... It is like an excellent taste of Isla. Farm to brewer. Farm to, brewer. Farm to distiller. Farm to belly. Farm to belly. Like where? I can't believe. So are you Give getting your description uh, of it? Well, you getting any any odd flavor notes that you don't like? You know, or there there a specific? Uh, is it like the the the? Now this is Isla. I mean, or is it like softer than say like a Lagavulin? I think it, it, I don't know. Jeez. Um, you know, it's actually been a minute since I've had Lagavulin, honestly. Because, um, I mean, we've been so focused on other scotches and other drinks altogether. Uh, it's it's definitely an Isla. <laughs> There's no mistaking that one. All right, uh, I got it. Uh, our Port Charlotte 10-year-old expression is everything an Isla whiskey can and should be with an ambition to make the ultimate Isla whiskey this is a single malt made by people, not software. A whiskey watched over every Ooh. yeah. A whiskey watched over every day of its maturing life by those who made it. A whiskey born of a community with a vision and a mission to kickstart a single malt whiskey revolution. This Port Charlotte ten year old is who we are. This is where we're from. We believe an Isla whiskey should live and breathe the fresh salt tang of Isla air. All its life. This is not a spirit distilled on the island and immediately shipped off to the mainland to mature in an undisclosed warehouse. This is a spirit born from the island and a community, a true expression of the land, the culture, the people. It's who we are. It's what we're about. Throw in some shade. It literally on the bottle says heavily peated. (laughs) So that helps at all. Yo, dog, I heard you like Pete. So I got Pete on your Pete for your Pete. That is not wrong. <laughs> Pete and Pete. Pete and Pete. <laughs> it's Pete and Pete with an arty shooter because he's the strongest drink in the world. The world. <laughs> no, it is. Uh, I like this. This is. It's not as smoky as a log of woolen. It's mm-hmm. not as salty as Ardberg. But it is, it's real nice on the in between. I do kind of get that like chloroseptic-y 
vibe there's, there's at the a end. lot of iodine going yeah. on in this mm-hmm. which i mean i'm actually okay with but um yeah although i have to say like if if you if your not, medicine is iodine rather than robitussin yeah that's yeah i mean god that would be horrendous um but i don't i have to say this bottle looks like it should have been in one of those like old um you know pharmacy almost apothecary shops of like like i i don't i don't know it just it looks like you're you're getting the 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 fix from from the local the local pharmacy guy the like, local apothecary yeah i'm just uh yeah it's it's that yeah uh uh cylindrical with like that that very sharp cut off from like sides to <laughs> yeah, like hold the, it up the, there especially look at it from the back turn it around from the back because it's got the Right there, I like that snake oil right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's this is it. Just it feels like uh, where'd you get that? <laughs> Gives you vim and vigor. That's what it does. Indeed, it does. Actually, for, uh, from this distiller, the Octomore would be. That's that's where your vim and vigor comes from. <laughs> that's the 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 Octomores are quite literally the smokiest, peatiest scotches on the planet. Right, but they're like. Insane amounts of money. Oh, I bet. Well, so Bob. I have been drinking Lagavulin. Mm. Lagavulin fifteen. Oh, oh, yeah. I I dropped some on this like a while back. I still had some. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. That's right. You are now the haven't you done well? <laughs> I did well a while back when I bought this. Uh, <laughs> This, yeah, no, this, I <laughs> joke when we got started, I had poured it, I hadn't even taken a drink from it for a couple minutes because we were talking, and it just, I could just smell smoke. The glass is like a good, like, arm length away from me, and all I can do is like, yeah, no, there's a campfire in this, in this, in this bedroom right now. Uh, but it, it actually, it has like a, a nice, actually kind of like salty bit of flavor, not a lot of iodine, but, uh. Yeah, this is a uh, 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 Isla Scotch, forty-three uh, percent. I'm sorry, did I say fifteen? It's sixteen year. Nice. Uh, but this is. Oh, I've been sitting on this for a little while. Uh, I drank a lot a while back, but like, I still had some of it. I'm just like, no, just keep it. I'll have a reason to get into this again. Today was that reason, <laughs> and and I've had. Had a very nice number of, of glasses today. Nice. I do have to say, uh, Lagavulin, uh, they just put out is it the second edition or third of the Offerman special release. Is it and, the, the one they're aging in, like, Guinness barrels or something? Yeah, but oh, they've, yeah. they've officially put the stamp I on it. I could pass on any of that. Well, they've put the stamp saying it is the smokiest whiskey they've ever made hmm could you pass on it casey <laughs> i could probably i could probably try it um, yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> maybe it's it. delicious the jameson i hate the jameson cask mates yeah some of the worst the individual whiskeys that i've ever had uh yeah, I can kind of maybe see that. Oh, also, because like Jameson's so, it's not my thing either. Jameson is because yeah. it's pot still. I yeah. mean, it's what, a 
Uh, it's a column. column. Column still whiskey. So yeah, Jameson is very light in and of itself. So I guess kind of whatever you're going to put into it is going to be a that's, very. That's a good example, though. Jameson has a lot of high estuary notes. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it, it's even though it's a column still like they still let some of those high estuary notes come through. And so um, I get a lot of that on Jameson. Not only is that, but it doesn't have a whole lot of the the tails that help balance. Yeah. So as we were talking earlier, that that's kind of the my go to on whiskey right now. All right. Speaking of what you're going to on whiskey yeah. tonight, Casey. What did you in my to? glass? So Chris, I said, what did you go to? Ah, uh, I had a couple Islas in my cabinet already, but I wanted Haven't something new. Haven't you done new. well? <laughs> <laughs> I had um, LeCraig or LeFroig, LeCraig, LeCraig. <laughs> this whole Craig. This whole episode is. Sorry, I've been drinking. <laughs> yeah, I had some LeFroig in there. I had some Bunahaven, Bunahaven from uh, twelve from way back when I found that over in another state. Because I've never been able to find that in Kentucky, at least. Um, but I took a little trip to the local liquor store just to be like, "All right, they're probably not going to have anything Isla in there." And Is that why you enough, ran out? They had a... You're like, "Oh, I'm going to go to the. I got to run to the store real quick." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to go and see what they had, and um, I found a fifty-five dollar bottle, which was less than what I was expecting to pay for any Isla at a local liquor, like mom and pop liquor store. Right. Um, and it turned out to be the Lagavulin um, nine-year Game of Thrones edition. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, a pretty good buy on that one because 55 bucks for for what I looked online to find later going for like 80 on some online stores. I, was I like, feel okay. like this should have like a, a, a house um, Greyjoy on it. Uh, uh, yeah. Lannister. No, well, it might, it might, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like it this should have, it should the, have Greyjoy, yeah, because the they are, the, they are of yeah. the sea. Yeah, I, I see. Makes sense. Should be salty and Who, briny and. Okay, that begs a question. What were, what houses were to them in those releases? I don't know how to look it up. Oh, we can always take a peek and see. Um, or while you're looking, I'll, I'll continue with it. So it, it's. I guess shown a little bit of the progression that now that it's been open for a while, I don't get any smoke at all in the aroma. Like that's just, I think how my nose has progressed over time. Okay. That's. Oh, there were some premium ones as well. (laughs) Oh, really? Come on, come on load. (laughs) I just loved the bottles and everything with that. Um, yeah, it's a pretty bottle. I mean, and it comes in in its classic Game of Thrones kind of paper cardboard box to so whatever. I can see Oban was the uh, the Night's Watch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come on, zoom in. They still had the Mortalach and the, but it wasn't Isla. So I passed on that one. Um, that was I think eighty bucks. Johnny Walker was the White Walker. Yeah, uh, I remember. I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember the White Walker. Those to me seem more like a Johnny Walker thing than than like this series. Yeah, like they're like, we want to join too. <laughs> We're trying. 
Okay. Uh, that said, their their labeling and bottling for that is top notch, which Cardoon yeah, was uh Targaryen. Hmm. Oh, and that was the other one that they had. Oh, okay. Clanash was uh Tyrell. And who was Stark? I do not recognize it's like a signature as the label. Hmm. It's really hard to read. Oh my god, oh. everything's just like, are you to at least twenty one? I'm like, I'm trying to look at a picture. <laughs> For fuck's sake. But are you at least twenty one? No. Dalwini. Okay, Dalwini. Yep. Uh Lagavulin, yeah, that was Lannister. Uh Baratheon was Lochnagar. Uh Tully was Singleton. Greyjoy was Talisker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Checks <laughs> out. Fair enough. Should I go back and try to find the rest of these? Because they may be sitting all around Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> There's a decent chance they might uh, be. Well, yeah. I'm looking at this is that picture I'm looking at. Someone selling the complete nine bottle collection for twelve hundred bucks. Well, I can't uh, do that right now because I've already opened one. But I think they had a few on the shelf still. Let's uh, let's 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 just cut this entire bit of what Casey was drinking just so we can just so he has a better chance of finding all. Oh, these. and there's That's a, right. There's a gold. What is that one? Uh, That's the Morlock. Okay. Six kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah. The more lock is like the the uh, linchpin to the whole collection. Interesting. And then there's all the, the Well, counties. that means I need to go back and get it because they still had that one on, on sale. <laughs> you might need to go uh, grab that one. We are <laughs> Tell your wife we're sorry. <laughs> hey, she gives me an allowance. What I spend it on, she doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, I'd Fair be enough. buying that uh Offerman Reserve. Oh, the o, the Oban or no, oh the, the, the log of Oban, yeah, the smokiest scotch they've ever made. I mean. <laughs> ah, can I put it out of my mind that it was aged in? I, I don't know if that one was aged in in beer barrels. I don't oh. know. Okay, like they, well, they've I'd done okay a couple of the these, case. so I don't know which one is which. Let's... Yeah, that's it's not the first one, that's for sure. So, Lagavulin. I'm just trying to go yeah, to the website. Yeah, it's weird. This is the most expensive on their MSRP. Um, the Lagavulin and the Oban are the most expensive. They're saying it, it retails for 65 pounds, but it was the cheapest of all of them that they had at the liquor store. Well, well the liquor store doesn't know how to convert from pounds to dollars. <laughs> so the, the Offerman edition right now is aged 11 years, Lagavulin. So you got a, a higher year statement. Yeah. Because what's their normal? It's, I know it's not a Or Logavolin? Yeah. Eight, I think. Cask okay. type is ex-bourbon and rejuvenated bourbon casks. So this one has nothing to do with beer. Yeah. I think that was like from a year or two ago, so. Limited ed- cons, limited edition. Hoarders may want to stock up while they can. <laughs> yeah. Celebrity tie-in. Yeah, that is a drawback. Yeah. But it's Chris Offerman. I, I Chris, Nick Offerman. <laughs> Who's Chris Offerman? It's his, it's his mirror. It's his mirror dimension. Uh, 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 a twin. That's it's Nick. It's Nick Offerman with a with a goat. It's Nick Offerman not with a goatee, but the reverse goatee. He's got like deep mutton chops, but nothing for a mustache or or like around the chin. And his favorite whiskey is La Craig. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the Offerman edition, like all Lagavulins, is intended for sipping. Clocks in at 46% ABV. A little water opens up the flavors a bit, but it's not at all necessary since the finish is practically burn-free when taken neat. Mm. Almost a shame to use a whiskey this good in a cocktail. Yeah, don't do it's that. always a shame to use a whiskey in a cocktail. What what's the matter with Damn you? It. Stop mixing this stuff. Uh, well, right. I I think we need to wrap this up. We yeah, we've been yeah. going going for a while. We can keep going it's about easy. our love for Isla. But I wrote today's episode. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Yeah. Should have jumped in there quicker. <laughs> so, so you're fine. I'm just you know, you were good. Uh, and uh, we did it using sources from uh, uh, scotchwhiskey.com, several of them, uh, Wikipedia, because it's handy, and uh, uh, liquorloot.com uh, for, 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 some of our, for some of the research for today. If you want, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com or follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media at twitch.tv. And you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. Uh, you can also uh, 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 send out your uh, carrier pigeons, ravens, whatever bird you're trying to send a message with. I can't guarantee we will always get them in time, but, uh, you know, probably best to send us an email at uh, feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or use the feedback page on the website. Either of those will work. All joking and fun aside, we'd like to remind everyone, please drink responsibly. Mm-hmm. And you can check us out in another couple of weeks. Nah, we got a holiday coming up. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> might might be a little longer. Yeah, check us out in uh, in a bit. Um, in December, we'll say, for the next live episode. But you can catch one of us playing D&D next week. Yes. yes. Definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, also, as far as I... Usual sign-off announcement thing goes. Aside from our Patreon, which we mentioned, patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow, please check out haveadrinkstore.com. Purchase of the jersey that we mentioned that I'm wearing at the beginning of the show. Um, That is uh, all going toward our Extra Life campaign, as well as what Bob's doing next weekend. And uh, I am am being a traitor to our team, because that that money won't go to our, our... portion of it but still yeah. all going to the children's miracle network yeah at the end of the day you know um but also uh we have our holiday sweaters back on our store if you are interested in that design you can go it is the time of year i need a sweater <laughs> so um and it's just the design on the you can get it on a t-shirt if you want to do i guess uh but yeah so we will see you on uh hopefully the next stream uh, for bob like go check that out no matter what anyway once again i'm Brittany lee walker i'm justin frazier i'm christopher walker and i'm casey price we'll see you next time bye guys bye Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> 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 <laughs>